Good evening, I am Woke Asian Guy. Whenever I rant, I look like that bad guy from Doom, but with more diversity, which would really annoy Nigel Farage and his ex-German wife. You have the charisma of a damp rag and the appearance of a low-grade bank clerk. And the question that I want to ask, the question that I want to ask, that we're all going to ask is, who are you? Woke Asian Guy. What's annoying me today, Wokey? Seinfeld, that's what. I started finally watching Seinfeld 30 years after everyone, and it's good. But guess what? It has a middle-class viewpoint of New York migrant workers. <sighs> Progress! Even though they're more represented here than in Friends, the white utopia the MAGA crowd can only wish for. So let's start with Seinfeld, Series 3, Episode 7. Specificity alert! They introduced their own ARPU-esque character, a Pakistani restaurant owner, an incredibly over-the-top performance written by people who have no Indian friends whatsoever and who get their character motivation from the worst stereotypes available. Seriously, no actual nuance in the portrayal. So let's do a broad stereotypical tick box thing, right? Wild-eyed with increased gesticulation of arms as they get more emotional. Heavy accent. No character development apart from when I came from Pakistan, India, Afghanistan, this was the American dream. Sort of lazy writing if you're not white. They are there just to be a punchline and not really part of the story. The actor who played him, funnily enough, was Brian George. I am guessing he changed his name to get on the bloody casting calls. Who, when you look at his IMDb listing, is the hardest working man in show business. Even bigger than James Brown. Right? He's got 295 credits and still going. Jerry Seinfeld, on the other hand, has to take a long break after doing 22 episodes of a season. Oh, bless. You've got to rest. He's got to rest. He's tired after doing lots of comedy. I feel sorry for all those Indian actors heading to Hollywood only to be portrayed as Pakistanis, Indians, generic Indians, not even a specific Indian, unspecific Indian. The script probably actually says unspecific Indian. The 80s and 90s were not a good time. That with Brian George and also a Chinese guy delivery, take a guess, Chinese food! And then speaking to someone in China using Jerry Seinfeld's phone. Oh, so comical. I laughed until I could not laugh anymore. I think they should stay in the programme and not be cancelled. Same in the UK with that Spike Milligan piece of mentalism, curry and chips. A link will be provided in the show notes because I think it's just too mental to actually watch. So I think it's Toxtus O'Grady, which I will correct when I edit this. He's a Indian with a turban, browned up, Spike Milligan, doing his own kind of like uh, stereotypical kind of things. But I like Spike Milligan and he's very funny in a weird way. So I find it hard to hate this show, even though I should. I think curry and chips actually should be shown in schools as an educational uh, plot point. Okay, there are historical references on lazy pre-diversity writing. Races do it all the time, so let's get involved. But then again, am I being too sensitive? Basically, the main Seinfeld cast are all a bunch of tools who are stereotypical morons who do stereotypical moron things day to day. I find it a guilty pleasure watching middle class white people doing stupid things. That includes in real life, which helps accelerate their own extinction. Still, it won't stop me from watching the rest of the series, I may be tempted to punch my own cock at every societal indiscretion. Why did I write societal indiscretion? 
I'm writing shit I can't even actually say properly. Great. I perfectly envision in 1990 all the white execs sitting there with the Seinfeld scripts, reading it, laughing along. Then they throw in an Asian character and a Chinese character. <laughs> yes, look, look, we are broadening what New York actually is. The same brown faces slash stereotypes to pepper the comedy because that's New York. Which brings me to my woke Asian guy reverse character assassinationometer. It's a thing. I'm about to get it patented. In the last episode, we ended up talking through and deciding on doing a sitcom featuring Jim Davidson as my bigoted uncle. So it's only fair to have a mid-70s white character who's not into change and rants about them foreigners while clogging his arteries with chips and batter. Meet Jim Davidson. He was a successful stand-up comic and family-friendly television entertainer who fell out of favour with the modern world. Bloody woke mob and those unfunny alternative comedy shitheads. He lost everything on a failed showbiz comeback and has had to move in with his least favourite nephew, the woke Asian guy. The only family member who will still talk to him. Hey, wokey. Remember me, your good old... Racist. Uncle Jim. It's your Uncle Jim. I keep telling you, I'm a bigot. Not a racist. The darky taxi driver who bought me here agreed with me. Did you tip him? Yeah. Well, that would have swayed his opinion somewhat. Anyway, what are you doing here? Well, I just wanted to see my favourite nephew. You're bankrupt again, aren't you? Don't blame me, all these champagne socialists keeping me off the telly. And no one, no one actually buys DVDs no more, do they? After falling out of favour with a disagreement that will be revealed midway through series one, he came back to Wonky's world. I thought I'd never hear from you again. Who's that at the door, Daddy? It's just your dad's least favourite uncle. Well, come on in then, Jim. What? The racist guy who used to be on the telly? Biggest son. You got your mother's eyes and your dad's skin tone. And from here on in, there's a comedy of errors for all of their family. Oi! Oi! Voiceover man! Is this your poor attempt at bloody diversity? Don't talk to me about diversity. Don't even like the dance troupe. Anyone could do any old that bollocks. You want to talk, you can bloody dance. Just because we're giving you another chance to be relevant, don't take it out on me. It's only because Bobby Davro was unavailable. That plank? Oh, that plank. He never called me back. Is this show going to be prime time? Channel 5. Oh, bugger. Can't complain, though. Rick Mail made the same comeback. He was funny, though. Why are you letting that shit into this house? Leave it out, Sonia. You can stay in the loft. Hey, Grandad, can I show you my toys? In a bit, son. In a bit. I have to set up my new YouTube video. How's the uh, internet around here? Is it? Is it all right? Is it, all right? Is it? Is it? Can you add me to the Wi-Fi? Coming soon, pending approval with Channel 5, a brand new series. Jim Davidson is my bigoted uncle and lives in my attic. Who the hell is this now? Bloody Katie Hopkins. Oh, sorry, Wokey. Katie Hopkins just uh, came round to guest on my YouTube channel. Oh, I may have the wrong house. Are you even allowed to live and work in this country? Show me your passport. Is there a bathroom where we can go to get cleaned up? My God, this house smells of curry. Choke on a samosa, you piece of shit. Sonia. Careful, or I'll get you deported. Mummy, why is this old cow so rude? You are such a cliche. Sheesh. My bigoted uncle, fun for all the family. I hope this show gets cancelled on the pilot stage. We've actually started writing the pilot episode, which we will send in due course to Channel 5. After that, I will have my own chat show called Terry Woke Can Chat Show. It's the Terry, do you get the pun? Terry Woke Can. Terry. Oh, I'm not doing this in front of a live audience, which means I'm not going to get any feedback. <laughs>
The Terry Wokan Show, where every white interviewer looks like a generic David Walliams. Seriously, I can have three white celebrities and I can't make out who they are without having name badges on them. I can have Egg White as my sidekick, like to have in those American chat shows. I know you're jealous of my life. Johnny Carson and sidekick. Talking about Ed White, here are some random nonsense from him. Am I on crack? Am I on crack? I'm in the fucking car, mate. Because I'm not on crack. I don't need to be on crack to come up with ideas like that. That's gold. That is gold, my son. If I was on crack, I wouldn't be able to come up with ideas like that. I have the creativity of a druggie without any of the drugs, which uh, saves quite a lot of money. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm in the car. So uh, that's why I'm calling you. And you didn't pick up, you rude. So a while back, because I have an emotional delay system in my mind when it comes to news, there was a Guardian article recently that started with the bold headline that squirrels mimic human-like personality traits. I read the article, so I was intrigued, but it's a load of cobblers. Sorry to say, Guardian, left-wing newspaper, load of cock. Squirrels do none of the following, which I think are human traits. Go to the pub for a swift half and 11 hours later... You're complete. Starting a fight with an industrial dustbin thinking they are in combat with Iron Man. Wake up hungover and are unwilling to crawl out of bed and piss in a half-empty water bottle. Gaming for so long your eyes look like leftovers of a Mike Tyson fight. Taking that wedding ring off on a night out when the other half is away. Guilty are we? You have never seen a squirrel stuck in an office cubicle bemoaning on a directionless career. Passed over for promotion to a blonde-haired newcomer who everyone wants to be friends with. None of those things happen, squirrel bastard. When you break those things down like this, you realise that after my counter-research, the squirrels are nothing like us. You forage for nuts. That's it. Can they put that in their CV? When they use their human-like trait to enter the job market. Best is, they can work in an Amazon warehouse. Hey, employee of the month is Dave the squirrel. You guys are being shat on by a tree animal. Shame on you. Back to work. Until these so-called scientists can make these comparisons, they can carry on living in their labs knowing they have no friends to socialise with. It drives me mad that scientists don't look at real logic. Or we would have squirrels driving forklift trucks and killing everybody. The mundane dramas of a bellend, part one. Went into the sandwich shop today to get some lunch and asked for the, pointed at the chicken and bacon baguette because it had chicken and bacon in it to be told, no, that's not chicken and bacon, that's Caesar. I said, is there chicken and is there bacon in that baguette in a nice, slightly lockstock-esque, passive-aggressive way? And they said, yeah, but sir, that's chicken Caesar. Pack it in or get the fuck out. And, uh, yeah, so now... I'm in casualty with a screwdriver through my head. So, yeah. How are your days going, okay? Sweet day, Bye. As woke Asian guy, I have to do things that help everybody, no matter where they are, so I am road testing this new meditation app to rival Headspace. That's right. It's called Workspace. Not Workspace. Wokespace. Yep. Pun City! You see, the problem with my rival is that Andy Puddlecombe caters to middle-class people with middle-class problems, like being unhappy, or having high blood pressure, or whatever. But, 
What about the niche sector? That's where I come in because there is a hole in the market for it. If you are stuck in an elevator or worse still, in prison, you are likely to panic. So I will create various scenarios to get you through these various traumatic episodes. Real problem. Okay, let's get started with this one. The first night in prison meditation pack. Day one. Welcome to Workspace's meditation app from where... Welcome to Workspace's meditation app from... Stupid bastard. There was no full stop. I need a full stop. Welcome to... Welcome to Workspace's meditation app. Full stop. From your first day in prison to your eventual release. That doesn't really work. Welcome to Workspace's meditation app. From your first day in prison to your eventual release. So he didn't need a full stop. He needed a comma. Ready? Now stop crying and sit upright in your bunk bed to avoid any distractions. If you are in an isolation ward, then that won't matter. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Trying to burn down your old high school and posting selfies on social media is not a good idea. The food may not exactly be prêt-à-manger, but at least it's nutritious. If you behave correctly, you may be eligible for parole. Breathe in. Breathe out. Good behavior leads to good results. Breathe in. Be respectful when in a communal room and do not present yourself as a victim in the toilets. Breathe out. The guards are your friends. Even if they are clubbing you like you were a seal, it's for your own good. Breathe in. They are there to look after the safety of you and your inmates. Breathe out. No matter what you did, you are in a better position than Ghislaine Maxwell. Breathe out. Listen to the sounds around you. The sounds of screaming, trauma, a fight that is being broken up by three guards with billy clubs. It may be the sound of silence, but that is cathartic. If you hear screaming, just remember, it's not your fight. You do not need a knife to defend yourself. Just sharp wit. Breathe out. Smuggling cigarettes in your bum bum wasn't a good idea, was it? The tips are all wet now. And they smell of shit. Or worse still, herbal cigarettes. Breathe out. Now, slowly open your eyes and look around you. Because you're still in prison! <laughs> no. Sorry, I was joking there. You feel better, don't you? You see, your mind is clearer. And now when you go for your one hour walk in the yard, you can look at the beauty that's around you. Especially Mr. Big, who has that eye for you. He's going to make you his little bitch. And slowly breathe out like it was your last gasp. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. You'll like it. It's how to avoid getting shanked while in the dinner queue. So last thing for this podcast, I gave Egg White the script for this and he sort of lost his shit. Then he eventually did the recording. So I've actually posted his audio message he left me. And after that, some really interesting outtakes. You, you want me to do what? So let me just get this right. You want me to play Jim Davidson. You want me to play... Am I the only white guy that you know? Right? Is that why you want me to play Jim Davidson? Or or are you actually calling me? Are you saying that I might be 
the well, because you, you've written Jim Davidson as the racist in your attic. So, are you thinking that I'm a racist and can play a racist in, a, in an attic? I mean, do I need to go into the attic, or do I need to become racist? Maybe, or do how how does this work? I've, I I'm I don't I don't really, should I just, I just get into it? Should I just get into it? Because I don't I can't really do the voice either for Jim Davidson. He's kind of uh, you know South London. I I don't I don't really know. I don't really know. Oh yeah, I don't really know. Oh oh oh. I don't really know. Um, I don't. Oh yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know. That, that'll do. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. I think though those. It's that. It's those. I'm going to do those unfunny alternative comedy shitheads because it doesn't really make sense otherwise, does it? Because what the fuck are you writing? What do you want me to say? I'm a god. I'm a god. <laughs> I can't believe this. Fuck. He actually wrote there. Oh dear. <laughs> Caucasian guy. And egg white. <laughs>